And why do they sound like they're a 13 year old kid? I'm not going to answer that. I'm going to use Aaron Rodgers. I'm not going to answer that. Even if I knew the answer, I'm not telling you. Our question of the day What will be the biggest in game difference this year? This is the best of BYU Sports Nation. Interviews and insight from this week in Cougar Sports. Every Saturday, only on BYU Radio. To lead off, here's the double coverage interview of the week. Welcome back to the show. You can download the free BYU TV and BYU Radio app. Subscribe, rate, and review. Yeah, that's a future sign. That's actually a future signing for Kalani. Yeah, absolutely. We, he just can't do it after a touchdown. He's got to go to the sideline. Yeah, the yes. officials are not. Well, looking, he can so go during no a touchdown. Just Kalani won't like it. No, but yeah, no penalty. Yeah, I, I feel Speaking it. of the head coach, Kalani Satake joins us now live over Zoom to talk about yes, the signees, a new coach, quarterback situation. But uh, first and foremost, Kalani, what's this day like for you emotionally right before Christmas? Because there is so much happening on a day like today. Well, just really excited. I mean, anytime you can have, uh, uh, you know, young men join the team, join the program, and, and it's not just them. You, you get you get that connection with their entire family, uh, with everyone that loves them in, the, in their high school programs. And, and so the, the, the family, BYU football family, just got bigger. Um, and that's always a great time to do it after a bowl game when you have to say goodbye to some people. But I'm um, really excited that, that, uh, that, you know, these young men are joining our program. I'm, I'm honored to be their coach and uh, – Thankful that, that uh, we were able to get it done. And, and this is just the beginning. There, there's going to be more coming in, and uh, we'll have some signees trickling in even today. And then uh, between now and February, we'll, we'll have a few more that, uh, well, probably a little bit more than that, that will join us. And so really looking forward to, to having them be part of our, our group and our program and our family. No school has a signing day like BYU for various reasons. It's the high school kids. It's the JUCO, the P5 guys. It's also the return missionaries, which we'll get to later, probably in January. But um, let's talk about the quarterback situation. Certainly there are a few guys perhaps coming to BYU, but that all depends on the decision from Jaron Hall. What's the conversation been like from the coaching staff and you with Jaron about his decision? Well, I think Jaron's looking through what would be the best thing for him, but he's trying to consider all of it. You know, He and his family are taking their time. And, and um, I think uh, you know if there's a chance for him to come back, he can take all the time he wants. And, and I know that... Uh, there's a lot of people that are impatient with it, but I promise you that uh, if we just give him the time that he that, that he needs to make the right decision, the the key is to let him feel good about it. And, and if we can just focus on that, I think that that would be the key. Uh, we just want him to know that we love him and we want him here. So, uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully he'll he'll make the decision uh, soon. But but I know he'll make the right one. Any concern that if he takes too long, that certain quarterbacks that want to come to BYU may go elsewhere? Um, that's always the concern, but uh, I, I think uh, we have a really good relationship with the guys that we've been talking to. We feel good about our our program, our depth, and, and the the possibilities. And so, uh, yeah, I think we're, we'll be okay. Coach, uh, before we get into the individuals and the signees, you announced last night a new defensive line coach, one of your friends who you worked closely with at the University of Utah. And I know he's very close to Jay Hill as well, Sione Pauha. What did it take to get him back to BYU out of retirement and coaching that defensive line group? Well, that guy's that guy's born to be around football, and so um, you know when, when Jay and I were looking at possibilities and who to add, uh, it was it was pretty easy that he was at the top of the list. Um, and then just talking to him and, and, and his wife Katie, you know, we wanted to spend some time uh, letting them know what the program's about, uh, the schedule, uh, our our 
basically our, our um, expectations of him. Uh, you know, he he has a a, um, a wonderful life, but uh, I think he he's looking at this opportunity to to enhance it and make it even more fulfilled. Being that he's going to uh, be able to mentor so many great young men and be involved with our program. Obviously, BYU is unique and. I think uh, what we have, the mission of the church, the mission of our school and our university uh, aligns exactly with what he's trying to accomplish right now. And uh, really looking forward to him joining our group. And uh, we've had great meetings already. You know, uh, he he showed up here ready to work. And, and uh, that's all that guy does is work hard and do it the right way and, and uh, influence people as he goes along. So I'm really, really happy that he's going to be coaching our D-line. Listen, I know BYU, some BYU fans don't want to hear it, but the truth is if you can replicate in some way the effectiveness that the Utah defenses have had for a long time, led by you and helped by Jay Hill and Sione and obviously Kyle, hey, that's great. And there's a lot of sort of influence that direction here, which is super exciting. So my real question is how would you get Sione to come out of retirement? Because that's awesome, man. I think the timing worked really well for him. And, and uh, you know, talking to him and his, his family, that this is, this is what – he and his family wanted, and um, I think he's probably the best one to ask that question to. But uh, I, I just know that we wanted him here, and and um, you know we we feel good about it. I, listen, if you want to look back at the roots of football from BYU, the air raid, all that system that's out there, uh, the spread the ball out and throw the ball, uh, we we were one of the originators that did it here. So, uh, and you look at defensively. Uh, we love what Kyle Whittingham has done. I, I, I'm honored that he mentored me in that defense. Um, you have to look at who mentored him, and that's his dad, Big Fred. Big Fred was also a coach here at BYU, so mm. it's okay. We're all we're all one big family. The 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 roots and the tree extend way further than what people can see right now. Uh, all we're focused on right now is giving uh, the the young men on our team and our and our fans what they deserve, and that's that's a, a complete defense that can run the run the show and and uh, do a lot of different things, whether it's be aggressive, cover man-to-man, get guys developed uh, on and off the field and send them in, in opportunities to accomplish their dreams. That's that's what we're focused on getting up, getting done here. Now, well said from the head football coach, BYU Kalani Satake, who's live on BYU Sports Nation. You just mentioned some names are going to be trickling in in that recruiting class. We just got one moments ago. It is Isaiah Bagna, defensive end, who is from Lethbridge, Alberta, Canada. He's a Boise State transfer and a guy that Kelly Papinga worked with and knew very well. I know you and your staff are very excited about the 6'4", 225-pound edge rusher. What can you tell us about Isaiah, Coach? Big-time playmaker. And, and the production shows uh, in, in his ability to make sacks. And so I, uh, I know that uh, he went into the portal. We, we jumped on it quickly. And obviously, K-pop knows how to mentor those edge rushers. This guy, he, he's big and strong and athletic and you know, he wants to, wants to be here for the right reasons, and, and um, we're excited for him to be here, part of our group. 20 career sacks. I love that. Okay, another guy that uh, came in, Tui Pututau, 6'5", 260, defensive lineman out of Salt Lake and uh, West High School, three-star recruit, mission first guy, committed on a visit, real big dude. Tell us about Tui. Yeah, big, strong. I mean, you, you recognize the last name uh, just from a long line of, of athletic and strong brothers. Uh, so we're, we're looking forward to him. Obviously, going to go on a mission first, but uh, just really proud that that we were to get him here at BYU, get him on campus. I think once his family uh, and he were able to be here and then connect with people other than just football, uh, they felt really comfortable and are really excited to invite him to our program as well. 
Coach, I do want to go back to the running back room. We've talked a lot about Aiden Robbins and what he brings from UNLV as a 1,000-plus yard rusher. What's he going to do in this BYU offense? Well, I mean, the proof is what he does already with the ball in his hands. And and uh, what I like about him is that he's willing to learn and get better. And, and uh, his football IQ is ridiculous. I mean, he's so smart when it comes to the game of football. Uh, and then he's, you know, we, we had a chance at him in, in high school and it came down to us in Louisville. And so it, it, it's interesting how things come back around. And now he's here and he's bigger than, than he's been, but uh, has tons of athleticism and speed. But he's always looking for ways to get better. And I think we're going to get a, a great version of, uh, of Aiden and, and looking forward to him working with our offense, working with Harvey, working with A-Rod and Fessy and the whole group. And and uh, he's excited about our alignment, too. He was able to watch our practices. And so like, man, there's a lot of great young depth there. So he's really excited about about being able to run behind them, but also just pitching in whatever he, he can do. I know that he's looking at the different roles that he can bring, leadership, um, and he's here for the right reasons. He wants to be part of the BYU culture, be part of the honor code, be involved with, with what BYU has to offer and looking forward to, to becoming a better player and a better person because of it. I want to ask you about a couple of incoming uh, freshmen who will play right away in Siale Acera and Jackson Bowers, uh, linebacker, perhaps uh, DN, and a tight end. Yeah, I mean, Jackson Bowers is a big-time tight end. He, he's a uh, um, big and strong, and, and if you look at his body, he's ready to play right now. And so we're, we're looking forward to him uh, doing things for us early. And um, he can do it all. He, he he can catch. He can he can block. He can, and he's got great athleticism. Can run, and he's a big big sized kid. And so um, just a really great young man to be around him and his family. Uh, looking forward to him doing his work here, man. We've had uh, you know that 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 town of Mesa has done some great things to get us some good players, and so. Uh, really excited that he's he's part of our, our family as well. Um, and then Ciala Sarah's, you know, right here, local product, a big-time recruit. That, that had and Both these guys had a bunch of offers, and we had to fight a bunch of guys off to, to get them here. But um, I think they, they chose the school for the right reasons, and, and it's not just because of the, the coaches and, and, and the scheme. It's because they, they're, they're connected to the, the church. They're connected to to what this place is all about. And, and I, th I think they see the, the type of person that they'll be uh, doing their time here for four to five years. And so um, Seattle will compete. Both he, he and Jackson will compete right away for, for playing time. Um, seattle has got a, a – he's really big, so he can play a lot of different positions. And uh, But, you know, we'll, we'll see. He can play linebacker. He can play outside linebacker, inside he can play DN. He can play whatever you, whatever we need him to. He's willing to do that, but I think we'll start him at the linebacker first and see how everything progresses from there. But with that versatility, you can use him in a lot of different roles, and uh, you can see some of the things that we can do with disguises and blitzes and scheme that I think it, Jay Hill's going to have a lot of fun mm -hmm. with him. I can see the smile crossing your face when you're talking about Seattle, <laughs> Coach. <laughs> and I'm, oh, I'm yeah. here for it. I am here for it. Congratulations. Just, I, I've been waiting to talk about these guys for a long time, so now it's here. Let's, let's go, man. That was one of our favorite interviews this week. You're listening to the best of BYU Sports Nation. This is the best of BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio. On a normal day, we would typically roll out the what's trending open, 
But then again, this isn't just any normal day now, is it? It is the early signing period for college football, and we are about to introduce you to each and every one of the official signees for BYU. So, all rise and shout. It's time to meet the newest class of BYU Cougars. And we begin with Jackson Bowers, big-time tight end out of Mesa, Arizona, Mountain View. Everybody wanted this guy. Four-star, number 22 tight end prospect in the country. Look at the list of schools that wanted him. Alabama, SC, LSU, Oregon, Texas, that school up north. Here's Steve Clark, the tight ends coach, on Jackson Bowers. Jackson Bowers from Mesa Mountain View High School. Go Toros. I'm supposed to do that, I guess. Uh, Four-star athlete, four-star recruit, everybody in the nation. He had an offer from everybody in the nation. We're fortunate to get him. Look forward to having him in the fall. We'll get him in and get him going. BYU did a great job of beating out a lot of good programs. Obviously, Mountain View and Mesa is a school that's produced a lot of notable BYU players in a lot of sports, uh, namely Max Hall and John Beck uh, at the quarterback position historically. Guy who can block in line, he can flex out. He will be here in the summer and play next fall, and he fits right into that room, Spence, to where Isaac Rex is back yes. and Ethan Erickson and others where Jackson Bowers can get some real playing time uh, right away as a freshman. I'm stoked for the highest-rated prep recruit in this BYU football signing class to learn from the likes of Isaac Rex, who announced earlier this week that he's coming back for one more year. Love the tight end room at BYU football right now. I also love another four-star, this one according to the Rivals uh, recruiting website. His name is Siale Acera, summer enrollee, not a mission guy right now, Big-time linebacker out of Timthew High School in Provo, Utah. Here is Kelly Papinga on what Siale will bring to the field for the Cougars. Siale Acera, a local product right in our backyard. Big physical linebacker that uh, flies around from sideline to sideline and uh, is a versatile player, can play anywhere in the front seven. So we're super fired up to get Siale with us. Now, he's, again, listed as a linebacker at 250, and Kelly Papinga just pointed out the dude can absolutely fly from sideline to sideline. But there are a few in the BYU defensive staff room that like him as an edge rusher. They see him as a Harvey Longy type, moving from linebacker up to the hybrid defensive end position. And they expect him to be an early contributor, all in on BYU, Liked his visits to Southern California, specifically UCLA. Maybe a little bit of wavering there. Got locked in by the BYU staff, and now Asera is at BYU. So Bowers, Asera, a couple of four-stars. Really, really nice start to this signing class. Absolutely, and Siale was who you were referring to a couple of weeks ago. People thought it was... He was? Snowden Smith. Uh, <laughs> Smith, Snowden, excuse me. But yes, uh, Siale uh, is the guy. Yes, lock down the tip, you kids that want to be at BYU. And uh, Siale is the next in the line of amazing Thunderbirds who have played for the Cougars. He's going to be an impact guy who's going to come into a linebacker room where there are a few opportunities for more playing time. We'll see exactly what the future looks like with some announcements from guys, whether Keenan Peely stays. Uh, we expect Max Tooley back. Peyton Wilgar perhaps goes to the NFL, perhaps comes back, right? He hasn't announced what he's saying. There will be some opportunities, I think, in that room. Ben Bywater is the leader of that group coming back. I love that... BYU got a guy that had interest from UCLA, Tennessee, Michigan, Utah, USC. Winning those recruiting battles is always important, especially in your backyard, because we've seen, and this will happen, Utah football's better now, Spence, is 
People come in and grab the kids that traditionally used to go to BYU a long time ago. But if you can get guys like Siala Acera, that is awesome because he's going to have an impact uh, very quickly at BYU, I think. Yeah, yeah. Siala was highly sought after, as was Jackson Bowers. I mean, we heard Steve Clark say, everybody wanted Bowers. When I see Alabama on there, I go, hey, that's awesome. A bunch of people wanted Siala. Now two four-stars locked in at BYU. Really, really solid. Okay, another linebacker, Owen Borg. Out of Corner Canyon High School and Draper, of course, Corner Canyon we know well. Lots of uh, products coming out of there. Great football. Those guys compete for state titles every year, produce D1 products. Three-star guy, nearly 100 tackles, five picks. Great athlete, heavily recruited as well. And here is Kelly Papinga again on Owen Borg. Owen Borg, great linebacker from Corner Canyon High School. This is a BYU guy that will be a physical linebacker for us and really do anything that we need him to do. Uh, great special teams player and uh, fired up to see this guy fly around for the Cougars. He's got some speed, competing in the 4x400 relay as a junior in high school, one state, inside linebacker type. He's been coming to camps for several years. BYU guy, mission first yep. for Owen, so we, he, we will see him in a couple of years. By the time he comes back, the hope is that BYU is in position to not just compete in the Big 12, but perhaps challenge for conference championships uh, You know, as BYU gets settled into that league. To me, he feels like the prototypical linebacker in the history of BYU football. Very, very intelligent, very bought into what the Cougars bring to the table and the history involved here. When you're recruited by Penn and Columbia, I mean, come on. You're going to class, too. Yes. You're t- <laughs> this, is, this is a guy that the coaches will, will not have to stay up late at night worrying about at all. He will do what he's supposed to do. He will be all in in all of the team meetings. I really like Owen Borg, and I can't wait for him to work with Kelly Papinga. Really, really nice get. And Corner Canyon continues to add linebackers, right? Uh, you got the yeah. Wilson brothers in there as well. That's right. Absolutely. Okay, so now we move on to, and we may as well keep it in the linebacker room, Pearson Watson, 6'3", 210 pounds out of Flagstaff, Arizona, in that linebacker room. And Pearson is a guy that is another three-star, LDS, mission-first kid, but he's got some lineage that we'll talk about in just a minute. In fact, let's hear from Kelly Papinga on this legacy Cougar. Pearson Watson, great linebacker that comes from us from Arizona and has a great bloodline of uh, uncles that played for us in the past, Jaden Wagner and Aaron, Aaron Wagner, and so excited to get another one of these guys playing for us in the linebacker core here at Brigham Young. Linebacker lineage. How about that, Jaden and Aaron Wagner? Hey, they're looking at Pearson. Super proud of him today as he joins K-pop. And it just, I mean, I know it's only been a few days since Kelly Papinga has been back, but it's fun to hear him talk about this new recruiting class and to have him back in Provo. I think he's going to make a massive difference coaching those guys up. Yeah, and uh, Kevin Clune did a tremendous job the last couple of years as well. Kelly Papinga knows BYU, knows BYU backers. This has never been a position that's been a struggle for BYU. The Cougars are always able to get good linebackers, and it's fun to talk about uh, Sarah and uh, Borg and now Watson as kind of the next line of that. Of course, we'll see Pearson Watson in a couple of years. But we loved Aaron and Jaden Wagner several years ago, and so he comes from that line. And so you just trust right away yeah. when you hear, yeah, he's, he's from the Wagners. Oh, he's, he's A- ready to absolutely. go. Absolutely. And I should note, now while Kelly is talking about the linebackers, certainly we'll have some input. There could be some shuffling on the defensive staff. We don't know all. There's one more defensive coach that needs to be hired, and it could involve coaching the linebackers. So we'll see. And we'll see what uh, you know, Jay Hill decides to coach himself. Exactly that, right. That sort of dictates this. You'd think Gennaro, 
um, at, at uh, you know, corners. You'd think Sione at D-line. So we'll see. Kelly Papinga certainly would make sense at linebacker, but we'll see. Yeah, yeah. And Jay coached safeties very successfully for a long time at the University of Utah and you'd, specialized in at Weaver State as well. That could be where so he may, lands. maybe he's yeah. the guy that's coaching up the safeties. Okay, next up, a lot of, lot of questions about quarterbacks. Now, this guy was going to sign regardless of Jaron Hall's decision, but Ryder <laughs> Burton out of Springville, three-star, is here. Now, he doesn't have stats that, like, blow your mind. They didn't feature him in the offense per se, but uh, heavily recruited as well. Utah, TCU, UCLA, you like seeing that on there. Ryder Burton has been coming to BYU for a minute uh, to camps, to practices even this year. Here's Aaron Roderick on one of the next quarterbacks at BYU. Ryder Burton, um, great arm talent. Came to our camp a few years in a row. Um, we just love how he throws the ball. He's accurate. He has a strong arm. And uh, he has a lot of confidence. Yes, he does. Uh, big arm talent. He's been working with John Beck. So even in high school, he's kind of taking the craft seriously, right? He's coming in January. Enrolling early. He will be here for spring ball. He's going to compete right away. Certainly the decision of Jaron Hall dictates a lot of how this is going to go with other quarterbacks in the room. But we know for sure that Ryder Burton is part of the future of BYU at this position. <laughs> you want to talk about ultra-confident? I'm legit when I say this. Ryder Burton expects to show up, and he's like, I'm going to be the starter next year. Like, that's, that's the type of confidence we're talking about. It doesn't matter you who's like coming. You like that sort of sports naivety? Watch um, this throw. Watch this throw. If you're on BYU TV. Hey. And, and we love a good floating left, throwing right. Zach Wilson, Pro Day, Ryder Burton, yes. huddle film throw. Do we not? <laughs> no, he, like, legitimately, you ask him, he's like, no, I'm going to be good enough that I, I'm going to start. And let's be honest, Kate, it's, it's, if Jaron Hall comes back, he's the guy, right? Kate Fennigan still in the mix, Ryder Burton there. We'll see what happens with Sol J. Mayava Peters' uh, future, right? Certainly a runner. Maybe not the thrower that BYU traditionally has as a starter, so not sure he's starter material with the arm, but certainly kind of a, a change of pace quarterback in the room if he's still there, right? And then if Jaron leaves, you expect a P5 and perhaps a Juco guy to come in with Ryder. So we're still waiting for that very important decision of Jaron Hall. We'll talk to Kalani Stocky later in the program about sort of the timing of that. Is, is he announcing? What kind of uh, positive pressure are you putting on him to uh, go either way, yet you want him to come back? Ryder Burton was going to come here regardless, but there are other quarterbacks sitting there waiting on the Jaron Hall decision of whether they're going to come to BYU or not. Multiple. The best of BYU Sports Nation will be back after this on BYU Radio. Get caught up in the week in Cougar Sports. This is the best of BYU Sports Nation. The early signing period has taken over for that very it's famous first Wednesday in February. It used it's to it's be February. like totally yeah. surpassed that now. February is like, we added a couple more guys. Here they are. This is awesome. But remember <laughs> the guys from December? Yes. And, and perhaps, um, barring a quarterback, the most influential player in this class is this next guy, Aiden Ooh. Robbins Ooh. out of UNLV. The running back, y'all. This guy's 6'3", 230. Played a couple years at Louisville sparingly. UNLV, 1,000-yard rusher last year, nine touchdowns. This guy is a beast. Here's Harvey Unga on Aiden Robbins. Aiden Robbins, um, another big uh, physical dominant running back. Um, did a lot of great things uh, for UNLV. Excited to have him. Uh, another guy that, you know, as big as he is, he's very nimble on his feet, um, but also another speedster uh, is able to take, you know, take it to the house, making the, uh, the home runs. And um, 
excited to watch him just uh, keep keep on furthering his career in this and, and uh, excited for him to come out here and play for the Cougs. Three years ago, BYU went really hard after Aiden Robbins out of high school in Louisville. Didn't get him, played for the Cardinals, uh, then transferred to UNLV. Offensive line wasn't great at UNLV, yet he got 1,000 yards. He's got two years of eligibility. He'll be here in January, uh, recruited by some SEC schools, uh, Ole Miss in there, South Carolina, Kentucky, Missouri. So uh, he's the next guy as BYU continues to go get guys that have been at Power Fives in uh, Chris Brooks uh, and now in Aiden Robbins. Now, Chris was injured at times. Chris uh, was good, but could have been better on third and fourth uh, and short a little bit. We hope Aiden Robbins is the guy that is sort of what we're hoping Chris would be from last year. Yeah, really, really important and impactful player. And when it comes to, like, plug-and-play, like, yeah, aside from quarterback, it's this dude, right? Absolutely. If Jaron's gone, there's another name that we're hoping to announce here. But uh, Aiden Robbins is going to have a huge influence on the success of BYU football in its first year as an independent – or in the Big 12. Yeah. And, out of independent. You know, and I, I, I heard a couple people say, well, yeah, 1,000 yards, but in the Mountain West. And it's like, no, no. Like, that UNVO line was not – Not not good. Tremendous. Not good. The fact that he got 1,000 is it notable. It's very impressive. Also, yes. which BYU quarterback got 1,000 last year um, with the good offensive line? You know what I mean? Like 1,000 yards is something. I don't, I don't really care who you play for. 1,000 is notable. So, again, I love the previously established connection. I think BYU does a really, really good job with this, with players that opt to go to other schools. BYU has established this idea of, look, we're going to congratulate them, support them, wherever they go. Yeah, we're disappointed that they don't initially pick BYU, but the BYU coaches are really good at this, at leaving the door open if an opportunity comes back up. And with the transfer portal in play, that's going to happen and is happening more and more, which allowed for a guy that they wanted badly three years ago and thought they were going to get. I mean, they, they, thought, they thought they were very close. So super disappointing when he went to Louisville, but now he's back with two years of eligibility. So a credit to the coaches for keeping that connection open and being available and willing. And as soon as he popped into the portal, it was like, let's talk right now. He's, to me, he's clearly RB1 going into next year. Oh, for sure. Uh, like, for no sure. doubt, right? Yes. So it's, it's super exciting that he'll be here for spring ball. He can get ready, develop that rapport with whoever the quarterback is, whether that be Jaron Hall or P5 or a Juco guy, or maybe it's Ryder Burton like we talked about. Like, <laughs> Ryder's like, let's go, baby! But n- don't burn bridges in recruiting. Like, some people do that, or even in life and, and work and jobs and whatever. Don't burn bridges because you don't know what opportunities you may want later. BYU didn't with Aiden Robbins, and boom goes the dynamite. Aiden yes. Robbins is going to be a guy that we hope can get 1,000 yards next year at BYU. It pays off. Now, the running back room, they needed to shore that up. Another huge emphasis for BYU in this recruiting class, length. Uh, and athleticism, specifically on the defensive line. And we present David Tangilanu, 6'5", 255 pounds, out of East Palo Alto, California. David is 17 years old right now. He doesn't turn 18 until November of 2023. So we'll see you in 2026, David, because <laughs> he, is an, he is a mission, mission first, first guy. guy. Okay, so super young has been playing up with an older group uh, when he's going to try and go on his mission as early as possible, but an imposing presence as young as he is right now. 6'5", 255 right now. He just turned 17. So you're banking on what he can become. Yes. Which is what recruiting is. Budding gem. But uh, the defensive line coach, Sione Pauha, is... 
I'm understandably very excited about what he is going to be able to work with, especially with, uh, as I said, the budding gem that David Tangilangu is. Yeah, love that. David Tangilangu. David Tangilangu. He was, uh, he came here to camp. He was a young kid. He's only 17 years old. He's freaking competitive. He's got a big frame. He's physical. And we feel like he's got a ton of upside. We love the kid. We can't wait for him to be a cougar. Yeah, and that means something coming from Jan Jorgensen. He played some rugby too, David did. So he knows how to actually tackle. <laughs> um, Dad played professional rugby as well. The true tackling is in rugby. In football, you're a missile that you hope doesn't get called for targeting. That's, that, that's what happens. The purest form of tackling happens in <laughs> rugby. Yes, it does, in my <laughs> biased opinion. Okay, uh, next up, cornerback Jaden Dunlap out of uh, Cerritos College. Juco guy, transfer, two years of eligibility. First team all-conference, 6'1", 180. Here's Gennaro Guilford on Jaden Dunlap. Jaden Dunlap, who's a man corner, um, has a knack for the ball, one of the most underrated corners uh, in uh, California. Uh, a JC all all state guy, um, definitely definitely has speed, cover skills to come help us out. Yeah, he's going to be here in January. Uh, you know, teams didn't really throw at him a ton. Committed on his visit, and uh, BYU has has mined JCs for DBs for a long time now. And Gennaro yes. knows this himself uh, as a guy who came to BYU uh, from a JC and uh, was really good. Really good, um, you know, as a player, and he understands BYU culture. Jaden Dunlap will fit in that room just nicely. Now, the head coach at Cerritos has a good relationship with Gennaro and straight up said, look, trust me when I say this. I know that people haven't thrown at him a lot. There's a reason they're not throwing at him a lot. He is 100% a Big 12 player. You need to lock this dude down. So that's why Gennaro says he's underrated. It's going to be thrown out a lot in the Big 12. <laughs> they chuck it. So <laughs> all get ready. Over, all Jayden over the Dunlap. field. Yeah. So, yeah, that relationship with the Cerritos College staff and Gennaro, like they're putting some trust in that, saying, hey, he's a dude. He is absolutely a Big 12 player. So excited to see him develop uh, as, he, as he comes over to BYU. This is the best of BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio. The best of BYU Sports Nation collects our favorite conversations and brings them to you every Saturday. Welcome back from Christmas break and an early Happy New Year. We are so pleased to welcome in the new BYU quarterback, Keaton Slovis, joining us for his first BYU interview, if you will. Keaton, welcome to BYU Sports Nation. Thanks for having me. Glad to be a part of it. Now, when I say Keaton Slovis, BYU quarterback, what's the first thing that goes through your mind? Uh, it's, it's crazy. It's, uh, you know, just this opportunity to, to transfer again. And uh, it's kind of unreal. It's wouldn't have been able to be a possibility, you know, really four or five years ago. So um, that's the first thing that jumps out. And, you know, again, it's just my new home. I'm excited to be a part of it and excited to have that, you know, the university affiliate with my name. Keaton, at what part in this process did you start thinking the BYU could be a possible landing spot for you? Pretty early. You know, I didn't, I didn't know the situation with Jaron, but I knew there was possibilities of me declaring for the draft. So um, knowing that, getting contact from the coaches, um, really understanding that the fit would be really well. Um, it's kind of a well-oiled machine, the offense, um, and something I think I could step into. It's not like they're rebuilding or anything. The offense has been established here for a long time. So um, kind of understanding that and 
that's really what I was looking for to, to have that, that mutual inter- interest from both sides. Uh, made me pretty excited to be, be uh, a person of interest on their end. Let's dive into the fit with BYU. Every player is going to make a pros and cons list. Let's start with the pros. Why did you feel like, okay, yeah, for all of these reasons, I feel like I'm a good fit at BYU? Yeah, first off, we're going to throw it a lot. Um, and that's something that starts from Colin. You know, he wants to average you know, a certain amount of yards per attempt, and that's super exciting to me um, as a quarterback. That's an offense you want to be a part of. Um, and then beyond that, you know, talking to A-Rod um, and Coach Mitchell, like those guys are so good at what they do. Um, and I think A-Rod really puts the quarterback in a position to have success. So I think um, those are the, the pros. There aren't a whole lot of cons from a quarterback's perspective. You know, I think it's really a very quarterback-friendly offense. Um, watched them on tape a lot, seen them from afar in terms of the crossover tape when I was at USC. Um, and again, just a school and an offense that I think also like from other schools and other coaches I've talked to, Everyone has great things to say about the BYU offense and, and what they do, and, and that's why I kind of wanted to be a part of it. So you were here a couple of weeks ago with your parents before the New Mexico Bowl. Uh, how soon after that visit did you make up your mind? Um, I told them, you know, it's my last go-around. I have one year of eligibility left. Um, I really need to be diligent with my decision. Um, I was really high on it. Um, I knew it would be a good thing. I kind of told my dad, like, I feel like this is a place I know I can have success at. Um, but you don't want to make any brash decisions. And, and – Credit to BYU kind of allowing me to do that, um, do my diligence and um, do my due diligence and, and really just check all the boxes of other schools and make sure there wasn't anything else on the table I was doing out there. And I think I, you know, went through every other option, was very diligent with returning talent, uh, type of offense I want to play in. And the more I kind of went through it, the more and more apparent, I think it was probably a week or so after, I was thinking, man, the BYU spot's the, the one I want. So Cougar Nation was a little nervous as Jaron Hall kind of, uh, waited to announce what his future plans would be. And they were nervous that, that if he took too long, that, that to be why you would miss out on a quarterback of, of your caliber or, or somebody else. Were you worried about that? No. So, again, this might be somewhat new, but Jaron was actually kind of aware of the situation. He uh, Credit to Jaron, and uh, I actually knew him last year. He's a great guy. and um, Jaron actually kind of helped me out. Um, I was still, you know, I was, I was, I was pretty certain it was going to be BYU, but um, he, he definitely, I think he held off like a day or so announcing so I could kind of scramble and get, you know, the graphic and the announcement ready. So <laughs> I kind of knew before everyone else, but um, I'm very grateful for him for kind of allowing me to, because, to, you know, we didn't want there to be any delay with, with the, the, the old quarterback to the new one. The new BYU quarterback, Keaton Slovis, is on BYU Sports Nation. Keaton, whether you wanted it to or not, your first interactions with BYU fans went viral. And you talked about just how strangely – Nice they were, and the way that they heckled. So now that you're on the other side of the equation, how are you handling BYU fans welcoming you now to be a BYU football player? It's awesome. Um, I think that was the thing I really took away from playing against BYU is how nice the fans were and really how it, how great of an environment it is to play uh, you know, in Provo because um, it gets super loud. Um, but, again, the people are super nice. I was talking to my dad, like, he was talking about how, man, that's like the cleanest stadium I've ever been in. And they, they think they bring like ice cream to the opposing fans, right? So uh, my dad like fell in love with the place as an opposing fan. Um, so being back there, seeing the, the love on Twitter and stuff, it's really awesome to, to be on the right side of, uh, of the fans now instead of being the person that, you know, they want to see go down.
<laughs> I don't think you'll have to wave your arms to keep them quiet uh, as you're about to run a play, unlike 2019 when they made a lot of noise when you were trying to, to get things going with, with USC when you were here. Uh, let's talk about your interactions with, with the players already. And, and before we get to what you've talked with the receivers about, did Jaron uh, help seal the deal? Did he make the pitch that, that you should come here? Yeah, you know, I again, I felt really good about it. We always kind of want a player's perspective, and Jaron was kind of the last person I talked to. Um, and again, just getting that player's perspective, kind of checking off that box, but um, hearing from him lastly and, and feeling his confidence with it, you know, understanding the circumstances, um, what we're going to have to work on, what we're going to have to, how I can contribute and make the team better in the offseason. Um, but yeah, just kind of hearing from his perspective, it almost made me more, um, more positive about the situation that was before. Uh, Jaron Hall is not the only BYU quarterback or former BYU quarterback that has helped you with some insight into what BYU is about. Let's throw in John Beck. We jokingly call him the quarterback whisperer because he's worked with Zach Wilson and Jaron Hall and so many others. You have a relationship with John. When did that begin and what's that relationship like? It really began after the 2020 season. Uh, for those of you that don't know, I, I had um, a few arm injuries back to back. Um, my arm would always get sore, so I knew that, you know, the 3D QB, um, you know, people, I didn't know who it was at the time, but I knew that 3D QB was, um, you know, people who could help with my biomechanics. I reached out to Zach, asked, like, hey, he had a great year. Who's the guy you work with? Because um, I know that that was a big part of um, his game, too. So that's connected with John, and it's been a pretty great relationship ever since. And, again, pretty early on in the process, John was the one who kind of called and said, hey, you know, I know it's BYU. Um, you know, probably, probably don't know a lot about and probably didn't know it would be an opportunity yet, but I think you have a good opportunity coming up. And um, he really laid the groundwork for um, the other relationship between BYU and, um, again, just having the other extra layer of trust. Like, John's a guy I really trust. Um, he has a relationship with the staff and, and those coaches. And knowing that, you know, he's he, he can kind of uh, know who they are. You never know who, who you know, <laughs> coaches say they are until you kind of get in the building. But um, knowing John's had experience, knowing a guy like Jaron's had experience, knowing a guy like Zach's had experience, um, it kind of allows you to trust that staff even more, even with their re reputation. Keanu Hill, Chase Roberts, Cody Epps, uh, Isaac Rex, these are now Big 12 receivers. How do you feel about this group and what interactions have you had with them already? I'm excited. You know, um, actually last summer I was talking with Jaron and a few of the guys came out. Um, you know, I thought they were really talented to begin with. And, um, you know, when I came to my official, um, a guy like Cody spent a lot of time with me and recruited me hard, texted me all the time. Same with Isaac. You know, Isaac reached out, you know, I think later on in the process. But um, really, I think since then, to be able to reach out to those guys, um, you know, let them know I'm coming and um, just really get them excited because I think, you know, we have a great opportunity this next year to, to compete in the Big 12. It's a big year for BYU football. It's a big year for me. Um, and I think we're all really excited to, to, to kind of make a statement. Um, but yeah, those guys are great. You know, watched them a lot on film when I was at BYU and, and since then. So we're just excited to start throwing with them when I get to school. Keaton Slovis is on BYU Sports Nation. You just brought up the Big 12. How much did BYU moving into a Power 5 conference, the Big 12 specifically, factor into you and your decision to join BYU football? Yeah, I think uh, well, for two things, obviously level competition, you're excited to be a part of it. Um, it's a good conference and uh, not like BYU hasn't played, you know, big 12 team. I think last year you, um, you guys played a good amount, but um, really that aspect. And then the other one is you're just knowing that, you know, obviously every year you have motivation, but I think there's an extra sense of urgency from the staff and from the players knowing that the jump to the big 12 is, is going to be a huge year for everyone and um, kind of lay the foundation for years to come. So I think the sense of urgency 
um, whether they knew it or not, it was really felt um, from my end too. And that's kind of what I want with my last year eligibility, obviously. You mentioned this is a big year for BYU and a big year for you. When you consider what Aaron Roderick did with Zach Wilson and, and Jaron Hall and their development, how do you feel he can help you get ready for the NFL? Uh, in a lot of ways, you know, developing and as a passer, um, you know, allowing me to understand, see the game for a different way. This will be my third offense I'm in. I feel like I have a good, um, you know, really good groundwork and foundation, but I'm kind of excited to take it to the next level. And, and hopefully, um, you know, I think A-Rod does a great job of kind of using each quarterback's strengths to their advantages. And uh, I'm looking forward to just learn more. And, and uh, you know, I'm looking forward to see how he uses me too and, and to get put in the position that, that he will. The best of BYU Sports Nation will be back after this on BYU Radio. This is the best of BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio. Cougar Whip Round presented by Marisk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. New York Jets will start Mike White for the remainder of the season, assuming he stays healthy. Will Zach Wilson play for New York again? I just don't see how New York and Zach Wilson and the fractured relationship recover from what has gone on. I would like to see Zach rectify something in New York more than anything, but I don't see how it happens. So I don't think we will see Zach play again in New York. I hope I'm wrong, but this feels like the whole Sam Darnold situation over again, where it's, they're gonna trade away Zach and try and draft another quarterback. The early success changed expectation for Jets fans and killed Zach Wilson in that way. Yeah, Because reality was coming. Six and two was not gonna last. Once reality started showing up, they're like, he must be the problem, he's out. And you're like, why do you have to be the Jets all the time? Yeah, well, and it, what's unfortunate is Brees Hall, their best player, their star yeah. running back, out. headed for an all-pro season. When he was in, the Jets were at their prime, right? And Zach was able to just be kind of the game manager. That's no longer. That's that's no longer. Brees Hall gets injured, and it's all gone downhill yeah. for Zach Wilson Too from there on out. Tyler Algier and his Falcons teammates, specifically fellow running back Cordero Patterson, tweeted the following about Algier. My dog should be in the Rookie of the Year conversation. Yes, we too love Tyler. But is Patterson wearing blue goggles here, throwing Algier into the Rookie of the Year conversation? I'm starting him on my fantasy team this week <laughs> in the playoffs. I need Tyler to go. He's closing in on 1,000 yards. He's been great. You just got to look and see what are the other rookies doing? Have they done more than Algier? And if not, there he goes. But it would be a great honor for him. Yeah, I'm trying to think of who else has just been dynamite. Brees Hall was dynamite. Brees Hall was running away, quite literally, yeah. with the Rookie of the Year award until he got injured. So who's next? I love that the Falcons love Algier. Absolutely. Because BYU fans grew to love him for the same exact reasons. He gives it all on the field. He's a good guy off the field. He's easy to cheer for. Yeah, why? I, I can't even think of anybody else. Throw him in the conversation yeah, for sure. Get him sure. in yeah. there. Why get not? him in the conversation. What's the conversation? Six to eight guys? Sure. Yeah, put him in there. Is BYU's rating of Boise State's edge rushers uh, <laughs> akin to Baylor's rating of BYU's offensive line? Speaking of the Barrington brothers. No. Yeah. Isaiah Bagna and Jackson no, Craven. No, no, Dave. It's not even close. 
Not even close. <laughs> I wish I could get into the particulars there, but I don't think I can. It's a little too muddy as yeah, it pertains to the offensive line I do know some scenario. of those particulars. <laughs> but you know what? I don't hear anyone outraged from Boise no. State that their guys are all coming to BYU. I, I, is Boise State that indifferent now with football? Have they just become so average? It's well known. I've talked to some Boise State insiders about this, the culture of the program. The culture of the program up there right now is not great. No. And these guys are getting into the transfer portal. They know that Kelly Papinga is now coaching at BYU, and Kelly Papinga is saying, well, if you're in the portal and I'm at BYU, let's talk. No tampering there. This is just Boise guys wanting to be done there, and they like Kelly Papinga, and they're following him to Pro Bowl. I'm glad those two guys are coming down here. Absolutely. Uh, you know who I'm going to miss next year? I know who you're going to miss. Pukunakua. What will be your most memorable moment from the Pukunakua history with BYU? November 5th, 2022. It's fourth and goal from the six yard line, <laughs> trailing 28-24 on the blue turf. And Jaron Hall throws a pass over to Puka. He makes a circus catch, this one right here. That is unbelievable. And I don't even think you could recreate. <laughs> Wins the game, saves the season. They finish on a four game winning streak. Yeah. They're off to the big 12. He's off to the NFL. That's number one. For me. Making what about you? your mark. Yeah, if it's not that play, it's probably the energy and enthusiasm that we saw when he was not quite healthy, when he celebrated with his brother Sampson <laughs> after the touchdown catch by Sampson against Utah on September 11th of 2021 and that unforgettable night. BYU is going to the Big 12 announced on Friday. They beat Utah on Saturday. Uh, Sampson and Puka are celebrating. There was a penalty. Nobody cared. It was totally worth it. But I just love that he came over and was just, I mean, going after his brother. Made program history. The only time two brothers have been penalized for the same penalty <laughs> in the same game. At the same time, the Puka <laughs> and Samson Nakua brothers will always be remembered for that energy, excitement. Yes, yes. First play of the season. If you're looking for another play, first play of the season, they hand it to Puka, he runs 75 yards for a touchdown at South Florida. That's what he does. He makes hard yes. plays look easy. And uh, he's so easy to cheer for. Here he goes, 75 yards for a touchdown. We're looking at this going, okay, we're gonna have a big well, year. Well, we didn't well. know he was gonna get hurt a couple of plays later. Welcome to the season, for sure. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna, we're gonna miss him a lot. He is just, who's gonna be that energy guy? Like, how do you replicate that? It's so hard to do, it's just, it's who he is. Who's gonna, who's gonna have a smile any wider than Puka Nakua? I know. We'll miss him for yeah. sure. That wraps up the best of BYU Sports Nation this week. Tune in next Saturday for the Cougar news you need to hear. And catch the BYU Sports Nation simulcast every day at noon Eastern, 9 Pacific, on BYU TV and BYU Radio.